the living geek. Interrupting. Today we are discussing fantasy adventure in the form of rat queens. But first, my illustrious co-hosts, we have sorceress extraordinaire Monica. Hello. Hi, Druid Beatrice. Hi, we missed you. And of course, wild barbarian Jackie. <laughs> okay. She gets to be the barbarian. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah. Jackie's swinging the mace. No, I'm Red Sonia. <laughs> there we go. I am, as always, wily thief Shelby. Ladies, it's been a while, but are we ready to talk comics? So ready. I'm always overly ready. All right, so first, let's hear what's cooking from the bullpen. Jackie, kick us off. Um, I am absolutely beyond belief excited. Gail Simone is going to be writing Oracle again, you guys. She's writing Oracle. Oh my god, Oracle! The love of your life. The love of my life. Writing the love of your life. Oracle. How are you breathing right now? I'm just not. (laughs) This is like a dream state. I'm pretty sure DC is going to come back and rip away all my dreams and hope. That is what they do, really. It is. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, it's a. It's actually a an event called Convergence, and we're really not sure about the details. But they're kind of going to be introducing a new multiverse thing, so it's not going to be like Oracle exists or anything anymore. But. at least we get a, a new story, and it's also going to feature Nightwing, so my OTP. Guys. You're a third love of your life. I yeah. hear, I hear Nightwing's butt. Yes, I hear it's also co-starring Nightwing's butt. Yes. <laughs> so Maybe we can only hope. Hopefully, Nicholas Scott, wherever you are, I hope you're, I hope you're writing. Best butt in comics? Yes, best butt mm-hmm. in comics. I hope you're doing this for us. I also am excited in that same event, uh, Greg Rucka uh, mm-hmm. Greg will Rucka. be writing One Renee. of the loves of my life. True, true enough. I will be writing the Renee Montoya, who's been sadly missed from the DC Universe for the last few years. Uh, he will be writing her as the question uh, in the Convergence miniseries as well. So, Which is amazing. So exciting. Oh my and I also heard that Cass Kane is coming back in yes. the story. Yes. Um, so basically everyone I've ever missed um, in love is coming back At least for a short, brief moment in time. Probably just long enough to break our hearts, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, I, I love you. Do. Where have as you been? Do. And you're gone again. Monica, what do you got for us? What I'm actually really excited about is Matt Fraction's newest book, Odyssey, because I don't really like poetry, not my jam. However, I love Homer, I love the Iliad, and I super duper love the Odyssey. So the fact that Matt Fraction, who's one of my favorite writers right now, is taking one of my favorite stories, gender bending it, and putting it in space, I can't even handle how excited I was. I read it, it is awesome. It's bright and colorful, and the writing is in-depth and amazing, and you can really tell that he did his homework on this story, especially, like, I love it, so I just, I read it, like, two times in So a row. she's, like, totally fangirling. You guys can't see it. But <laughs> there was some flailing. Really, yeah, like, seriously. Because Odysseus is a lady, a super badass warrior lady, and all of her, everyone in the universe is a lady, and, like, men are not around, and, ugh, it's great. That's awesome. Everything we've ever wanted. <laughs> Set in space. Shh, don't tell them. Who's, who's doing, the, doing the art on that one? That one, it's Matt Fraction, and I didn't write it down. Oh, I think it's actually, um, I, I asked, but I know the answer. <laughs> uh, this is what she was like in school, kids. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Hermione. Uh, it's uh, Christian Ward is doing the art on that one. Well, Christian Ward, I apologize for not writing your name down. I got so excited about Odyssey. Uh, but his art is amazing. It's bright and colorful, and it distracts a lot from the words, but that's almost a good thing. Like... I enjoyed getting lost in the art, and then I had to go back and find the words again, which is usually I do the opposite, is I read it all through and then go, oh, wait, I was supposed to look at stuff. And it's long, right? It's It's like 19 or 20 pages, just like the actual book. I guess in comicsology it was like 50 or something insane. Because it has all that fold-out stuff. Yeah, it has these two big fold-outs, and one is like the history of the world, so you know what's going on, like right at the end of the Iliad, it just tells you everything that happened, and then the other is this whole big map of the universe, and the art is really nice. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out. Everyone should. All right, B. Um, The thing I'm excited about uh, just happened today, Kieran Gillen's new book with Marguerite Bennett. Um, with art by Stephanie Hans, Hans and Phil Jimenez is Angela Asgard's assassin, number one, that came out today. 
And I, I love Angela. I, I loved her since she first showed up in the new Guardians run. Um, she's great. I, I, I loved her character even more since we found out that she's actually secretly Thor's half-sister. It's just, it's such a fun story, and I love Kieran Gillen, and um, I haven't read anything else by, by Marguerite Bennett, but I really liked her a lot in this book. Um, Stephanie Hans did some of the art on, the, on Kieran Gillen's Journey into Mystery run, which it was great to see them working together again, and there were actually two specific art styles in the book. They were both great. The, there was the main art, and then there's a point where Angela's friend Sarah tells a story about how she met Angela, and the, the art changes completely when mm. she's telling the story in the story. And still the same artist? Uh, yes. Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's very cool. I, and I liked both of their styles. I almost like the story in the story art better mm. because it's a little more, less like reality and, and more like art. Okay. You know, art, art. Mm-hmm. If that. <laughs> it's not art, like soft yeah, like, focus and like a painting. Bodies okay. and mm-hmm. cherubs everywhere. Uh, not quite. <laughs> cherubs? I'm out. Calling <laughs> me disappointed. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to check that one out as well. Uh, what I'm excited about, uh, not quite a comic book, but super close, guys. So, you know, we talk a lot about the Marvel movies that are coming out. We get pretty excited about them, but I think we overlook a little bit that the first lady starring uh, movie is actually going to be Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, which, when I heard that that was happening, I was a little, you know, hesitant because of Zack Snyder's involvement. He's not my favorite. I didn't. I haven't loved a lot of his stuff, but last week they uh, announced that they would be uh, that Michelle McLaren would be directing and producing, which has got me on board like so hard, so fast. Um, and if you guys don't know who she is, um, she is a television director mainly, but she works on stuff like Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Uh, so all of her episodes of those shows, um, every every one that she directs is is. Every time is, is one of the best episodes of the show. I can think of the, I think the season finale, season five finale of The Walking Dead, a couple of the, just the best episodes of Breaking Bad were done by her. Um, noticeably so, like when you watch it and you're like, oh crap, that's really good directing. So when they announced that it was her, I was just like so stoked. And the idea that she's also producing it, um, which means that hopefully she elbows Zack Snyder out of the way and like kind of takes control of it. Like I just really like the idea of her in charge of Wonder Woman. So I'm more excited about that than I thought I would be. And I'm glad I have the chance to be excited about it. I love the, I mean, I love a lady taking the reins on. Yes. I'm glad Zack Snyder's backing away from the Wonder Woman movie, quite frankly. Yeah, hands off. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't even seem like he wants to do the DC movies, to be perfectly honest. Which, you know, plus. It's a bonus for us all. Yes. The the less Man of Steel these movies are, the the better. Yeah. I do, I mean, I do like his aesthetic. I don't think it, I mean... I like the color scheme of his movies a lot of the time. I think he has a very unique style, and in a way that, like, on 300, I'm not going to say that was a great movie, but stylistically, the way that movie was presented, I think mm-hmm. it, 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 was a, it was a unique aesthetic, and it was interesting. I don't necessarily like that applied to all sorts of things. I think it really worked in that particular movie, and I don't think it works in a lot of his other movies, so... Like, when, especially, like, with Watchmen, you know, he has that incredibly overly stylistic and applied to such a serious... Yeah. I mean, it's a comic movie. I understand that it's not that serious. <laughs> but you apply it to probably one of the more serious comics out there, um, and you kind of go, okay, this doesn't really work. Yeah, I mean, because, like, he keeps doing the same thing over and over again, and yeah. the first time you're like, oh, this is really interesting, and this is really cool, and then you just keep doing it over and over again, and you're like, all right, this is played out. Also, it's not as applicable to all of the stories that he's done as mm-hmm. it is. Like, it's very applicable for Watchmen. I think it was a good vibe for that movie. I don't necessarily think it was a good vibe for Man of, Man of Steel. Agreed. So, <laughs> Michelle McLaren, uh, we're all very excited to see yes. what she does with this. Uh, so, now that we're good and warmed up, let's get to the meat and potatoes of our show, Rat Queens. Woo! Woo! So today, we are talking about the initial five issues, which comprise the first trade paperback, if you're reading along at home. This was published by Image Comics, written by Curtis Weeb, and through issue eight was drawn by Rock Upchurch. The premise centers around a band of four lady adventurers getting in and out of trouble in a medieval high fantasy world. And before we get into it, we did want to address uh, a situation going on with this comic mm-hmm. um, in that um, Rock Up Church artist co-creator of this book was arrested on domestic violence charges a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's always, it's, it's, it's tough. It, we were all pretty, pretty heartsick and sad about it because we like this comic a lot and we actually, we liked the art. But um, but then what do you do then? Like, yeah, it's you, very it's so disappointing to to know that a book that you look up to um, for a lot of female issues um, 
could have a creator that does something like that, or allegedly does. Who was arrested for that, yeah. Yeah. And the question becomes, do you continue supporting the book because of one person on the team turns out to have done something pretty heinous, or do you support a book that you love, but... Because there are so many other people working on there. Luckily, Image and Curtis Weeb took care of that for us pretty quickly, which I appreciated. I would say within 24 hours, and I mean... Immediately removed him from the book, and they're moving forward without him. Which I can say, I feel a lot better continuing to read this book. Um, yeah, definitely relieved. I they could not have dealt with this better. So I agree. And mm-hmm. kudos to everyone. I love involved. that they did it so quickly. Is this thing happened, and like it was within 24 hours. Curtis Weeb was on Twitter going, "This is really sad. I know both of them. It's hard on everybody, but." He no longer works on this book. We will continue without him. So kudos on that. So let's let's talk about the fun stuff. Fun yeah, because the book Rat is queen. great. The book is so good, you guys. You have to read it. The queens are amazing. So as as we stated before, it's these four adventurers that are on a uh, a team together, so to speak, yeah, cool. a, a group of them that they work together to you know go on quests and all this stuff. And they're from this town called Palisades. It's kind of a home base for a lot of different adventure teams. And you know they get in bar fights and they you know go fight orcs and goblins and go look for treasure and loot and all Apparently this stuff. Clean the trains. You know whatever yeah, you have to as, do. And they have to. Well, because at this point the town is pretty. Tired of them. Pretty fed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, not only do they, you know, keep the border safe, but they also uh, are quite uh, rowdy in the streets and destroy property and things like that. So Old the good Bernadette's poor shop. Oh, uh, Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> Old Lady Bernadette. Oh, you guys, the writing in this book is very, it's so hilarious. It definitely speaks to my sense of humor. I think that they Agreed. are all very sassy and witty. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I just, I, I really appreciate, it sounds terrible, but the just thrown out kind of offhand accepted violence of them all, I really like. In one of the first pages, um, the head of the Night's Watch literally says, either you guys do this thing or I'm kicking you out of town and I get to punch each and every one of you on the way out. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I laugh for like three minutes because they're all pretty violent and they all curse and it's refreshing to have this team of women not only like beating the hell out of other people but also they talk the way that i wish i could talk all the time well, yeah that they there's there's no sort of enforced sense of fe- required femininity from any of them mm-hmm. and there's no punishment or shaming or shaming for for them not acting ladylike or in a way right. that that our world expects a lot of women to act but they each have their own version of femininity oh too, totally which is nice so you can tell they all take pride in certain aspects of being a woman but also they don't give a crap if you like that aspect of yeah the they're not just you know um boys with boobs right you yes know, they they're actually still women. have women they're women they're real people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, some of the best crafted insults and curses that I've ever Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> like, I Hannah's wanna... cursing. Hannah's ability Hannah's to cursing. creatively curse. I want to be her when I grow up. I just never want to get in a fight with Curtis. <laughs> no. I think he, he will destroy ev- you. He will eviscerate me. Yeah, with his words. Yeah. I think I have one note here that says, I've conjured a little fuck you. And. I, I just remember reading that and just dying. <laughs> well, the panels that went with that. that yeah, those was two the lines visual. were so yeah. great as well. Yeah, and well, when I first, you know, you guys told me about that we were reading this the next thing, and I was like, okay, I, I'd never heard of it. I didn't know anything about it. And so I was like, okay, it's like a little D&D adventure book. Sure, book. Well, sure. Cool, no problem. And so it's like first page. Yeah. And I had no idea it was rated R. And I opened it and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like, uh, literally, if we were playing Dungeons & Dragons together, like the assholes that we are, yep. mm-hmm. being the worst players to the saddest de- dungeon master in the world, like, this is what this is. That's what this yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's this is exactly what this is. Um, mm. That's delightful, too. Is it, It's the side of nerdery that actually gets shit on quite a lot, but they've made it the way that it's supposed to be, which is awesome and creative and fun. And it's a nice way to look at that kind of idea of, you know, dungeon masters and quests and... Stuff like that. And so anyway, so it opens with them, you know, in jail and basically being told that they have to do... A quest. A quest by the mayor, I think, is the one that tells them. Yes. Through the captain Through of the, the guard. Captain, captain of the guard. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're sick of uh, their hooliganness in town. Hooliganery. Hooligan- oh, I like that. that. Nice. Cool. I appreciate it. Somebody um, went to word school. <laughs> I did twice. She's like a wordsmith, guys. You guys, I came up with that right now. <laughs> 
And so they get each assigned all the different adventure groups because there's several. And they all have great names. They have amazing names. It's like the Peaches, the Rat Queens, the Four Daves. Um, the Forty Darkness is I think oh my, my god, favorite. I love them so the much. The Goth Group, yeah, they're like Goth. And then the oh god, I wrote it down. What was it? The Brother Ponies. The Brother Ponies. The Brother Ponies. <laughs> we were delightful. And the Daves. And the da- the Four Daves. Well, I, I, I love the Four Daves. Well, everybody loves the Four Daves, but we'll get to that. We'll get to the readers. We'll get to that. <laughs> so basically, it's a great opening. I thought. <clears> I thought, what a way to to capture your audience just within the first two pages. Exactly. Throws you into the world, gives you an idea of who these characters are and what they're about. Right. And without that, wasting too much time. Exactly. And it, that first quest that turned out to kind of be not really a quest, but it was a great way to throw us into the first big arc mystery, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to introduce us to each of the girls, and which I or the women, uh, which I really like is because you have four distinct... I mean, you know, in Dungeons & Dragons, you have your classes and your mm-hmm. races, mm-hmm. you know, and each of these girls is a different class, class and race, race yeah. you know, but they don't necessarily follow the tropes that are involved which with is those. delightful. I had a little bit of a, a problem... Um, well, I guess I, we can wait to No, go ahead. Into. Well, okay, so Violet is my favorite. She's the, the dwarf... Warrior, race, dwarf, dwarf warrior, and she's just this like tiny, grumpy badass with a sword, and I love her very much. But um, I, Hannah's the hardest for me to get along with. She's a little too prickly for me, but she does swear the best. Betty, I had a bit of a problem with not with Betty, but with the way that the other three refer to Betty because the the way that it reads through is that they kind of talk down to her. She's the smallest. She's like a hobbit type a halfling. person, halfling, and uh, the way that they refer to her, you know, like little bit and baby Betty and all these cutesy little names and I'm like she's a full grown adult like she's on your team what are you doing and it actually took the second read through to understand that that to Betty is affection she likes it when they call her that she likes when they appreciate her and they kind of not baby her, but they kind of are sweeter to her than they are to everybody else. Well, because she's got a very sweet personality. She does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has a very childlike personality, yeah. I would say, also. So, But she's a badass. Yeah, she's a badass. Like, I'm not saying but she's But her outlook a, on the world is exactly, very positive. Exactly, very childlike and, and, and positive. And, yeah. and, so I think and it, took, it took me a second to get to that point to go, oh, Betty, this is how she relates to them. So she likes that that's how they relate to her. And mm-hmm. once I got there, I was fine. The first bit of the book when, you know, Betty is kind of comic relief. And so at first I was kind of like, oh no, she might just be the like, one yeah, the funny throwaway one. character. But then yeah. she gets so much depth a little bit later and I was yeah. just so excited Within to see. Within even that first issue, they mm-hmm. thicken up her and they, they actually thicken up all four of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I did. Very impressive. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, the, I feel like because the first real moment we have with her is her like bringing out a bag full of drugs, yeah. and candy. And candy, drugs and candy. Drugs well, and she's candy. the one who packed the food for the adventure, <laughs> and it happened to be drugs and candy. I mean, they really shouldn't have put her in charge. I think they know. Who <laughs> they, they, they should know. They knew who they got. Yeah, but then even I think it was at the end of that issue we meet her girlfriend or her fairy, you know, or fairy. her almost girlfriend or yeah. whatever. And, Could have know. been girlfriend if only Hannah hadn't punched her in the face. And then punch her in the boob. <laughs> oh, exactly. Hannah. But then that very real moment when she gives her the, like, the, the bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The whole and she's like, oh, no, your life is a little too crazy for me. Oh, no, like I liked that. I like that Betty straight up said, can't you just like me anyway? Can't mm-hmm. you just like me because I'm me and, you know, we'll work through my crazy life? And it's actually a nice moment of saying, you know, just be who you are. Mm-hmm. And either they love you or you, they don't. But hopefully you have a group of three other women to go back to who will probably light that woman's house on fire if you really ask me I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I think that was a very real moment. It was. It was nice. I think we've all had those vulnerable moments when we're kind of asking someone. Please if, like me back. Yeah. If, if, I, if my life isn't too crazy for you. Yeah, and and I and I liked it because, like you said, it felt it felt very real and it didn't feel contrived, and yeah. they didn't make um, drama for drama's sake. Well, yeah, and they didn't have to villainize fairy that right. she she had a legit point. Mm-hmm. You know that they were both coming from a place of we want to be with each other, but they both had very valid valid reasons why that just wasn't going to work yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You're right. I like that they didn't make her evil just because she didn't want to be with like Betty, who we're supposed to. Be. With. Yeah, that she didn't say, well, you know, we can be together if you'll just ditch your terrible friends for me. Right. Which is not, yeah. She was amazing, and she was like, look, I really do like you, but your life is a little crazy for me. Yeah. Also, it was you nice know? seeing in a fictionalized world that they were able to have an actual real conversation about a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they communicated well. They were both very clear about what mm-hmm. they wanted and what was not all right. Mm-hmm. And it ended in a sad way, but they both came out of it okay. There's so much to say about this book. It's hard to... It's hard. To, it's hard to narrow. <laughs> I really like um, the relationship between 
actually the captain and Hannah. I like the whole... They have a couple really interesting moments because mm-hmm. it feels like they're very antagonistic toward each other. He is the captain of the guard. Her team does tend to destroy his city. He is expected to punish her. But there's that moment when she's in prison and he's talking to her through the gates and they have that awkward tension field. Like, even in the comic, you can kind of see them, like, like lean toward each other. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you're like, oh, really? Yeah. What is going on? So there's a definite, like, history that yeah. I'm curious about and I want to know more and I want to see where it goes. Sure. Well, I even, like, noticed that in, not just between the two of them, but, like, there's a sense of history between a lot of the characters yeah. that you could feel um, between uh, the, the leader of the Peaches and... Yeah. and and Hannah mm-hmm. Tizzy what was it? Tizzy yeah Tizzy. there's always they're both elves and they both they have magic you know maybe they're they from the same team you know you don't know maybe they're just rivals but you can sense like just through a few lines of dialogue how right. they've obviously been antagonistic for a long time and mm-hmm. but with the same the feel of well they're kind of on the same side mm-hmm. but they're going to be rivals about it yeah you get that i think at the end i think it's the end of issue 1 when uh the queens get back, and it was only Tizzy and Braga of mm-hmm. the Peaches that made it back, and then it, the four Daves. And the four Daves walk in, and I think it was Violet who said, you know, booze over here or whatever. And then it's just whatever's left of these troops meeting together and being peers and equals in a bar they've visited for years. Cause yeah, something that they've maybe done before, every night. Yeah. For the last how many years, or maybe maybe not every night, but time of times of hardship, you know, right. they say, "Hey, look, we're they meet up in this tavern on different teams, yeah. but we're obviously, you know, yeah. comrades in arms." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I do like that when when the shit hits the fan later on, they are separate teams, but they do team up together to actually protect Palisades, which is their job, which is why they're there, mm-hmm. and that's nice that they do work together. Braga and Betty. <laughs> 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 It was who needs a who needs a game plan? Just just, just throw go. Betty on your back, jump over the wall, attack the goblins. No big deal. It works. They goblins. Work. There was one orc. Oh no, it was a troll. It was a troll. It was a troll. Yeah, because because she was yeah she, she was, was there avenging her dead troll boyfriend. Gary, shut the fuck up. Fucking Gary. Gary. Oh, you guys should read the book because Gary is terrible. Yeah. I love Braga. I love Braga a lot. She's an orc, I think. A ha- orc or half orc, I think. Half, yeah. half orc. But I, think. I love that it looked like her and Hot Dave were going <gasps> to hook up. Sexy Dave with the half. The yeah. half yeah. Sexy Dave's outfit, I find so much joy in because that is an outfit they would put a female superhero in. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. this dude walking around in, like, I don't know, a bolero, basically. <laughs> bolero and, like, a Speedo and some knee covering. And he's just walking around being super hot, flashing his abs all over. Mm-hmm. And it's just so nice to see that as a woman who has had to look at superheroes in the most ridiculous costumes, they would not protect them from anything. But hey, mm-hmm. cool, I can see her boobies. So it was great to see nipples on Sexy Dave. <laughs> I totally headcanon that Sexy Dave and Braga hooked up after that fight. I yeah. looked for them in the party after. I was trying to, like, in the hazy yeah, background yeah. go, that is Braga. She was wearing orange. Where's Sexy Dave? No, they definitely seemed like they were checking each other out. And I, I do, I liked the pairings, that it didn't just seem like the hot people were going to hook up with the hot people, mm-hmm. that it was sort of, that, that they, they were sort of abandoning what our conventional yeah. scope of attractiveness is. Orc Dave. So yeah, so, so that's, uh, oh, then finally we get with Orc Dave. His bluebird. His bluebird, you guys. Do, should, I, should I get rid of the bluebirds? Did I say anything about the damn birds? <laughs> so, uh, Orc Dave has bluebirds in his beard. When he heals people, oh that's God, where they so live. Cute. It's adorable. You guys, I love it a lot. I love Orc Dave. He's so cute with his little face. Uh, I think we should, I, I, while we're talking about like diversity and like the the way they treat the men is that we had some actual like full frontal male nudity in oh, this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not that's in after. one through five. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's so actually a little, little in teaser issue for you. Six. Which is like, if only we could have read through the issues. Uh, spoiler so alert. Know. Issue six, there's a dick. <laughs> I mean, let's it's put not it in context. It's, it's not, not sexualized He's being tortured, but he's definitely naked. <laughs> and, you know, they would have made the girl naked in that scene in any other comic. It's just yes. refreshing to see a little full frontal male nudity when usually it's just boobies everywhere. Correct. Not that Very boobies true. aren't great, but, you know. Well, I like that each of the girls also has their own kind of power. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all, each of them are their different classes, which yeah. is, which is, uh, <laughs> which is and and it kind of works with their. Um, I mean, I really do like the character designs <clears throat> and how each of the each of the women are individuals um, and, and their own sense of style. Yeah, like own. we haven't talked about D a lot. 
Um, and she's, I think, a, I think she's a cleric. She's a cleric. Yeah, and she, Dee's actually my favorite. I love her. Yeah, in a way that we would go back to the like. Well, she's in the party scene. You know, we're, we're having everyone. I loved that moment with Dee, oh, yeah. where like, everyone's drinking and carousing and have a good time, and then you kind of realize that Dee is not into this sort she's of. She's in thing. a chair behind a giant book. Yeah, she doesn't want to be there. The um, book is her friend, just like. <laughs> And I think it's part of it comes from her background. She's like recently-ish um, left her family in a kind of a culty sort like of religion. Or four, I don't know what the time frame. I thought it was it, three or four years. Yeah, it's been long. a little bit of time, but still, it's obviously affecting her. And right. she she left her religion because she she had questions. She had questions. She didn't. She wasn't as a believer as she, I think everyone else. She actually had one of the, my favorite quotes mm-hmm. is in that scene when she's talking to her mom about faith and belief and all that stuff. And she says to her mother, "Doubt isn't weakness in faith; it's wisdom in spite of it." And I really like that because I've ha- always had a little bit of a problem with people going, oh, well, if you have faith, you just believe. And I'm like, that seems ridiculous. Like, you can't even ask questions. So I really identify with Dee because she left in order to ask questions and figure her own shit out. Yeah, in a way that she's not discounting the spirituality of perhaps right. her faith, but she's discounting the way that it's practiced in terms of saying, mm-hmm. well, I don't like the religion, but I still believe right. in she doesn't like the all spirit the rules. and all that stuff. So, that's, yeah. That is where I believe where she gains her yeah. powers from. Is from she's spiritual, not religious. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like that's where the problem with religion starts is laying down all these rules that are made Weird up by rules. earthly people and not like the actual this spiritual way beings. In the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, Dee's great. Actually, I she's she's varied and different, but she does have social anxiety, which came out in the party scene, and I like that a lot. All the other three women are deep inside the party in their own way, and cute Dee is in a, in the back with a book, like. Yeah, I feel like that's the part where she really stole my heart. And I'm like, Dee, I love you. <laughs> in a book especially where when the personalities are allowed, it's easy to lose. Not, you know, she's fading into the background maybe because she's not as loud and boisterous as the other. But I like I like that they take the time to give her the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that her social anxiety exists even just because she's this badass warrior who fights stuff all the time. And she gets to fist fights and bar brawls and she uses her magic to both heal and hurt and then when she's not in warrior mode she's not that great with people and Mm -hmm. she doesn't like parties and she doesn't know how to interact with people that she doesn't already care about so it's interesting for me to see that because in order to be a a warrior you got to be pretty outgoing and confident Mm -hmm. and she shows that in battle she's She's great in battle you know she's definitely confident and sassy in battle um but i I mean in words too just on the street like defending her friends defending Mm -hmm. herself but it's like certain situations socially she just like cannot well, yeah I mean, and I feel like that that and it came from a place from also I think from having uh, a no husband. practice yeah spoiler it comes a little bit later right. but uh, but yeah you know I wasn't sure if that happened in the first five or it did not but, like, but I feel like that that made it a, a, that made it pretty pretty real for me I mean I suffer from social, some social anxiety myself and it's and it's like uh, when you're when you're doing things that you're used to too when you're with people that you know when you're with known quantities and known variables things are easy but when you're in a situation where you might not know people or you might not know what'll happen that's the part where you tend to freak out at least for me um, and so that really that was really great to see with Dee is that she when she's doing her thing when she's doing what she knows how to do mm-hmm. in situations where she knows she can handle herself and she's on her game she's tough she's fierce. But when she's in a situation where things are out of her control, that's when she is like, I don't want to so much be here. <laughs> and it was, that was really real for me. That really struck a chord. And what I also like is the other girls don't, they don't, don't shame, shame her. Don't shame her for that. Yeah. They don't shame her. They don't go, D, where did you go? D, why didn't you stay at the party? They know what D, she needs. put that I mean. book away. They go, hey, have fun in whatever way you want. Which I think is the best part about the queens and mm-hmm. the Palisades is like, nobody really shames anybody for the way in which they live their lives. Everybody in this book in this universe so far it seems are kind of like however you want to do you have fun with that just stop breaking old Bernadette's window yeah old lady Bernadette she's a little judgy pants I bet because she can't adventure anymore she's <laughs> like an arrow to the she's game. so old <laughs> <laughs> how many times has her stupid window been broken Countless. Petty showed up to apologize for breaking the window and then broke the window again look things um, I love that Hannah basically has a cell phone. Yeah, to call yes! her annoying parents. To call her parents to deal with her, you know, vaguely clingy, harpy-ish mother. It actually wasn't that terrible, but also to torture her father. I met an orc and we're ring shopping. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> so fun. In a way, that might be why, like, maybe it's a little harder for us to uh, like Hannah as much as we like the others, because I think she comes from a more privileged background, mm-hmm. and, you know, she has, like, what sounds like rich parents yeah. and 
you know, doing all this magic and all this stuff, and maybe she removes herself. I think my, my problem, biggest problem with Hannah is I actually enjoy a good grumpy character, but I like the grumpy characters who are grumpy but in a softer way. I guess she's a little too sharp for me, and I don't know why she gets to be that way. Like, I don't understand why Hannah gets to be so automatically defensive and automatically everyone's out to get her and automatically she will destroy you when I don't it's maybe we haven't seen her background enough but that part kind of gets me is that why does she get to be such a jerk all the time well I think that we have had the chance to explore the backgrounds of the other three a little bit more maybe more in, a little past issue five mm -hmm. but I think we've had the time for Violet and D and, and Betty and we haven't and we, hit Hannah yet yeah we've gotten her we've hit her first layer her little scratchiness a little right. bit but we haven't really gotten down we into haven't gotten to this of, of why yeah. she's the way she is so I think it's coming I'm sure it is it's just I think I needed I want to like her and I do like her I think that I will love her after we get that part but for me she's just grating because I'm not based on her behavior so far I'm not entirely sure where the other queens are so where the the loyalty comes from Yet. I'm sure that we'll get that story, but it's just hard. Well, I, I am interested to see how they all met, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very. I assumed because, this is in a later episode, listener, sorry, but I assumed that because issue. Hannah is the ooh, issue, damn it. Hannah is the leader. She's the one who named them. But based on information from a later issue, which you should probably read, I'm pretty sure the Rat Queens come from Violet. I would say they're probably correct. Yeah, and so I, I noticed that the second read-through time, like, they have the rat on the shield, the rat head on the shield, and Hannah's belt buckle is the rat head. And I always thought it was Hannah, but based on that Violet issue, it's definitely coming from Violet. So I'm even more interested in how they met and how they named themselves. And, you know, were they drunk when they shared their stories the first time? Were they in a battle and that's how they became friends? I really I mean, hope we get to see it. And it kind yes. of seems, in some ways, they don't know as much about each other as you would assume. Yeah. You know, for some of the later well, issues. They didn't know Violet had a twin brother. Exactly. They didn't know Violet had a twin brother. They and a didn't beard. Know... And a beard. Well, I say, she does, she does look hotter with the beard. <laughs> I love that moment when she was drunk and pissy about the other dwarves. Oh, they just do it because it's cool now. Like, wow, hipster Violet. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, their history, while it hints a lot of different things, it's actually not quite as deep as I originally assumed for them because everyone seems kind of shocked when new things come out of the woodwork. So mm -hmm. um, I am interested to see how long they've been hanging out because they do have a lot of trust and friendship there. And you can see that in battle, like, mm -hmm. especially, uh, and again, we're, we're, guys, it's not issues one through five. It is going to be one issues through one through eight. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Uh, but tried. when uh, at the very end of the last issue we see is uh, Hannah pulling Violet out, out of pulling her uh, out. what we initially thought was just a flashback, but actually seems to be some sort of memory spell or some mm -hmm. sort of, you know, you're trapped in whatever, Somewhere, yeah. you know, and the intensity and the ferocity of which she's uh, pulling her Ripped out. Ripped her friend out to get yeah. her back. You know, you can, you can sense the deep loyalty and the deep friendship and love between them. So, And I do have to say, I really liked that issue because the issue before was this giant cliffhanger, like a ton of shit has gone down, there are squids falling from the ceiling, the world looks like it's over, and then issue eight is like Violet's backstory. It's and all like, flashbacks. What is happening in the real world, though? Like, but, literally, yeah. yeah there's there nothing like, else I could forgive. I remember you texted <laughs> me about this, and you were like, I should be so angry, but this was so good that I don't even care that yes. it's not about the... Because the Violet story was written really well, and it gave us like this great like insight into the back of her. But then the way they ended it... It's like that's the forgiving moment because <laughs> Hannah appears out of nowhere, rips her out of it, and they're in this battle. Yeah, so now even even more, I'm just like, oh my god, I need to know what happened. I need to know how they met. I need to know their origin story. I gotta have it. Give it to me. Yeah, which yeah. is a good sign of a compelling story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really tried to do the first issue, the first six, but first six, first five. First five. We, we we really wanted but to be fair to you guys. Is, you guys, it's so good. There's no way we would have stopped reading. Nope. There's just not. And nope. I think that if you've read it, you would agree. Also, I think after you've read it, you will be like our friend Jessica, who is not that big of a comic book reader, but she has pushed this on every single person she knows. <laughs> this is the book she hands to people when she says, oh, you think you might want to get into comics? Read Rat Queen. It's, it's funny because sometimes the, the, the comics I most want to push on people are, are a tough sell because of the name. Yeah. Like this, this one, is, one tough. is a tough sell. Also, Saga is yeah. kind of a vague name, and the other one would be Sex Criminals. <laughs> I tried to talk about that at work today. Awkward. Awkward. It was awkward saying Sex Criminals out loud at work on yeah. the clock. I can imagine. 
So Yay. I think uh, as a roundtable here, we're going to go ahead and say that uh, we all love this book. Loved it. So love, good. Love, love, Loved it. Love. And would highly recommend it. You know, the trade right now is on sale for like $6. Just buy it. Just buy it. You won't. If, if you have any regret, send us an email. I personally will reimburse you. Probably not. But you'll love it anyway. Yeah. You yeah. You can come in and talk to me at the bookstore and I will buy you a copy. Because well the best thing about Image is that their their trades are all very reasonably priced. It's definitely something that you can really get into without spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So do it. So do it because you won't regret it. Yeah. Highly. And if you do, write us I wanna know. I wanna yeah. pick your brain. I we wanna, wanna figure know out why. why. Yeah, send us an email. Yeah, yeah, send us an email. I like we'll, we will pay PayPal you your money back if you don't like it. And, but you have to give PayPal, us a good reason. You're so cute. We will square you your money back. I'll write you a check. PayPal. <laughs> Old school. Oh yeah. my god, what year is it? I will fill an envelope with pennies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did wanna I did wanna touch on one other thing before we sign off on Rat Queens. I really enjoyed that this is a book about a male dominated gaming. Situation like D and D has been always assumed that it's mostly played by men, but this book stars four women and then another team with a couple of women on it. And well, the Peaches was all women. Mm-hmm. No, there was a little. No, their halfling was a man. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but anyway, so there's just women all over this book, and I like the way that they treat the women, which we've discussed, and I also enjoy the way they kind of spend a lot of the book making fun of um, stereotypes and tropes that involve men. Um, I have a couple things written down, like uh, when they're in the final or the battle with the goblins, and actually the halfling from the peaches throws out a floating naked lady. Yes. And one of the orcs is like, hey, cool, floating naked lady. And then the other orc next to him goes, doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and then they both get taken out, and sexy Dave is like, works every time. And so I just really like that they point out this kind of stuff and kind of mock it in a fun way, but to point out, you know, we need to stop this kind of Okay, I guess I got, I got confused. I thought that the guy who did the floating naked lady was one of the four Daves. No, that was the Peaches. Okay. That was my confusion. Pretty sure it was the Peaches. It may have been a four Dave. And Doesn't really matter. Kind of it was the middle of battle. Am I really supposed to be able to tell? <laughs> yeah. They're all covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just I really liked I think that was one of the more enjoyable things for me is that it's headed by women. They treat women really respectfully in the book. And they kind of make fun of guys a lot, which is... Refreshing in comics. Yeah. Well, and it's, it was very diverse because yeah. this is a world that they literally got to build from the ground up. And in so that, they don't have to deal with our stupid stereotypes. Yeah. And in, in the, the, the flashback episode with Violet, we actually have, like, there's, like, a, like an eight-panel lineup of people who are, contr- who are con- competing. competing. Who, people who are competing in this event. And it's not just, like, one woman and a bunch of white dudes. They're all very different. They're yeah. all different kinds of dwarves, which mm-hmm. I loved a lot. Which yeah. I, it just feels... all the different kinds. Yeah, it, it feels very effortless, effortlessly diverse, which mm-hmm. warms my heart. I want to... I mean, I love the, the different body shapes and all the, you know... Different yes. facial features and everyone you can tell from afar which one is which character and not based on their costumes. Which is refreshing. Yay. Yeah, because and the women not only look different in the face, but are different body types too. Which is yeah. which is great because women come in all different shapes, shapes, and sizes. What you're crazy? I, I know, right? I mean, according to Disney, they're all the same and way too hard to draw. <laughs> That's Ubisoft. Uh, Disney Actually, also the Frozen. guy who did Frozen. Oh, said that's the right. Sisters look so alike because women are hard to draw, and they have so many emotions. How could you? Like, so many emotions to convey them all. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't go to themarysue.com, you should. Because it's awesome and it basically talks about all the things we love. I think that's, I think we're, we're good for rat queens. It's amazing. You should read it. Mm-hmm. Just trust us. Should we say that one more time? Yeah, one I'm more time. I'm not sure it's gotten across. It's read really good. it. It's great. All right. So now, what well, you've all certainly been waiting for. <gasps> it's time for Game Bangers. Woo! Bangers I'm brought good. to us by. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a sponsor, and we're very excited. Oh my god! We have a sponsor! Oh, we're very excited to plug them right now. We are. I actually love this sponsor. So it's I'm a great excited. sponsor. You're not just saying that? I mean, I'm not. I do audiobooks all the time. I'm listening to Harry Potter in my car right now. So Literally right now, this is a hologram of me. <laughs> so if you would like to uh, support uh, not only our show, but uh, our entire podcasting network, uh, we are being supported by Audible.com, and if you want a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook, uh, go to audibletrial.com slash N-O-T-L-G and uh, get that shit done. We do have a recommendation for you because our 
good co-host Jackie I, uses uh, her Audible account like crazy. I yeah, I am a huge audiobook fan. I listen to them all the time, and I would like to recommend that you guys download World War Z. If you've seen the movie, don't worry. It's nothing like that. Calm down. The movie was fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're two very different stories. They happen to have the same name. Well, exactly. This is okay. what I'm saying. I will fight you, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Movie. Okay. She Mine didn't was... say bad. She said different. <laughs> All I said I'm was that they're very different. And they are. So don't worry about that. The book is great, though, you guys. The and book the is fabulous. Is cast and the audio... of stars. Yes. The audiobook has a full cast of stars. Um, it's amazing because it, it really fits the style of the book. So I think that if you're going to experience this book, it, Audible is the best way to go for it. So definitely download that one with your free trial. And now... Game banger. Game banger. <laughs> to refresh your memories, uh, the current lead b- leaderboard has Monica and B tied at one Woo! victory each. Yeah! Ow! Jackie hot on their tails with a hearty zero. I mean, I wouldn't say hot <laughs> on our tails. Lukewarm? Lukewarm on our tails? Big old goose egg for you. Whatever. And remember what happens when you try to cheat all I the time. I want. I'm not cheating. Uh, potato, potato. Don't no. be a sore winner. <laughs> I will do what I want. All right. Uh, not like you're winning. I'm winning more than you're winning. Yeah, but you're tied for winning. It's not winning. <laughs> wow. Did you guys want to play? Or <laughs> I, I, apparently not. All right, so remember, the first contestant to five victories will win prizes beyond imagination. <gasps> Whose imagination? Is it? Is it an infinity gem? Because that would be awesome. I don't want that. No, I don't. Can no. I bow out if that's the prize? <laughs> Jackie can win. She's already got the goose egg. Looks like a gem. I can take care of it. This month, <laughs> we've got a game called Hometown Heroes. You are charged with naming any hero or protagonist associated with the city that I will name for you. Oh, man. This is going to suck. Remember, there's often more than one correct answer, and the definition of hero may become rather loose as the game wears on. We have 13 questions each, starting specifically with comics before veering off into places unknown. Ooh, so I do ladies, like places unknown. Do you understand Ow. the rules as I have laid them out for you? I mean, I do. Sure. Sort of. So let's spin In the wheel of death to see who's going first. Oh my god, the wheel it of death. It wasn't called that last time! Shelby, why did you put death by spike on here? <laughs> Does that one say hot lava? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that has laser sharks. <laughs> and You're going to be going first. Oh, at least it's not hot lava. <laughs> it's warm lava. Jackie will be second. Good for your skin. Monica, you will be last. So, the first city, uh, as I will name for you, B. Oh, God. Will be Gotham. Oh, God! <laughs> Wait, does she just need to name them ad nauseum, or do we go to One. You, get, you want one. Okay, this good. isn't, this isn't a, like, hot potato. Okay. So, oh, okay. I, need you, I need one hero or protagonist that originates or is most associated with the city of Gotham. Nah, I'm just going to go with Batman, then. Oh, hey, John. <laughs> Bad girl. Jackie, um, your question, oh, your city, is going to be Gotham. <laughs> Girl. Okay. So should I not just assume it's Gotham? Should I wait? I'll wait. I'm really tempted to give you a really hard one. <laughs> but your question is going to be Gotham. Oh, shocking. I had no idea. Who should I choose? I'm going to pick Dick Grayson because Jackie didn't say him and she loves him and I want to take that from her. Very good. After one round, guys, everyone has a point. I am going to say we're starting We're starting easy. <laughs> Wait, Gotham was the easy part? I want to get your confidence up. Slow ball right over the plate. Okay. All right, so B, they aren't going to be super hard, but I'm going to give you Metropolis here. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Superman. All right. Jackie, Central City. Central City? <laughs> I'm going to go for Flash. That's correct. Oh. And Monica, Coast City. Oh, Aquaman. No, wait, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with the Aquaman because I don't know anything. This is all DC stuff. You're on a comic book podcast, you don't get to complain about comic I book do. questions. I do. Nope. will. Uh, the correct answer is uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern. John! <laughs> you should see John's face right His now. Face. He loves Green Lantern. We're gonna be in a fight later, you guys. I'm not excited. B? Mm-hmm. Star City. Oh, uh, fucking Green Arrow. That's correct. <laughs> Who I hate! <laughs> We all hate. Jackie. He's terrible. <clears throat> Platinum Flats. <gasps> oh, um, Oracle. Oh my god. Monica. No. New York. Oh, the Punisher. Sure. <laughs> that is down and he is technically a hero. <laughs> That's okay. fine. B. New York. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Spider-Man. Oh, well done. Nice pull. Jackie? Mm-hmm. New York. 
Pardon me. <laughs> There's like a uh, Iron Man. I know. 87. All right. Mm-hmm. Monica? Ugh. Wakanda. Oh! <gasps> T'Challa! I love him. Black Panther. Let's go, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Be a. Uh, the mascara. Uh, that would be Wonder Woman. Correct. First to five. Congratulations. Whoop. Well, she's also here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's, nobody's missed one yet. All right, Jackie tied up. Well, Monica missed one. <laughs> yeah. oh, Thanks, true. buddy. Way to be totally dismissive. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> All right, we're Shouldn't getting a little... That, apparently. We're getting a little harder now. Uh, we're going into uh, the Savage Land. Oh. Wait, people are from there? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, John. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know people could be from there. Okay, maybe someone visited there a lot. I'll give you that, too. No. <laughs> I just know that when you go there, your plane always crashes and you always end up naked. <laughs> I would like to vote that into a show somewhere, maybe the CW. Oh, it's called Savage Land and everyone's naked. Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay, we could have had Kazar, Zabu, Shanna the She-Devil, or Sauron. Sauron? Sauron? From the Lord of the Rings? I do remember that from Birds No, he's like now. a dinosaur. Yeah, he's like a weird sure. pterodactyl no. thing. Do you remember that, that one guy? He came to he came to meet <laughs> Jessica Jones and tried to convince her to come to the Savage Land, and she was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue and Magneto also spent a bit of time I was going to, uh, Magneto was going to be my guess. Mm. Monica, for your fifth question. Uh, Hub City. Can I have a clue as to which universe that exists in? This is from DC. Oh, well, then I have no idea. All right, the question. Oh, man, I like the question, too. B? Damn it. Keystone City. Oh, this is familiar, but I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it out of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um... thought you were going to use a different word. Can I, will you tell me which universe? DC. I don't know, Black Canary? Nope, it is also the Flash. A different Flash. Oh, god damn Man. it. Which Flash? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie got a softball for you. Latveria. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Come on. It's after doom. That's correct. Jackie, second to five. <laughs> Monica, three. And we've got Madripoor for you. Ooh. Oh. Um. Crap, I even know where that is. Who is from Madripoor? Even someone The Raven. The Raven. She's in the Black Widow with uh, the Phil Noto one. She's uh, her hookup. Is she from? Is she from there? Though? I don't know. She may not be from there, but they meet there a lot. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think they met there once. That's fine. I give up. I don't get a point. Damn it. You'll get. You'll get half a point. Yes. <clears throat> wait. Wait. What was the answer? Oh, um, Viper Wolverine would have accepted Karma Sabretooth, Jessica Drew Mystique. Jessica Drew. She spent a lot of time there in her okay. in her solo series. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, moving place. on. B. Really give good. me someone from Asgard, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just go with Thor. Sure. Jackie, she give me someone. I know. What the shit, man? Blue Collusion. Oh, <laughs> Nightwing. Yeah. Hey. Calm and yourself. Here you go, Monica. <laughs> this is gonna make up for some of the other ones. Um, Palisades. Oh, uh, <laughs> Violet, my favorite. All right. So, can I um, name 12 and get 12 points? No. No. Damn it. <laughs> so, after uh, seven rounds, we've got B with six points, Jackie with six points, Monica with four and a half points. I'll take that half, and I'll be proud of it. <coughs> All right, so we're now moving into uh, a non exclusively comic booky portion of oh, the shame. game. Uh, so, starting with B, give me Riverdale. Archie? <laughs> oh my god. Literally, I thought of the hometown of the elves from Lord of the Rings. Like, no, Rivendell. Rivendell. Yes. How great would it have been, though, if I had guessed, like, Elrond? Okay. Elrond? Elrond. Jackie, uh, the city of Townsville. Oh! oh. Townsville? The city of Townsville oh, is under attack. <laughs> Don't ask clue. for a clue. We both asked for clues. Okay, what's the clue? That was kind of the clue. That was the clue. <laughs> what is the clue? In the city of Townsville. It's from a cartoon uh, on television. I know it. Apparently, so, I didn't watch this show. All right, uh, uh, you can you can guess if you have anything. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I missed it. Um. Was literally the name written down, so terrible, terrible clue, John. Yeah, I'm gonna know. I don't know. No points, but who's got it? 
Powerpuff Girls. That's correct. Aw, oh, damn it. I was thinking something completely different. No, Powerpuff Girls. I don't give a crap if I look at Powerpuff Girls. Ew. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> they're I've adorable. never seen an episode. They're okay, tall. well then. They're tiny and have giant eyes. Why are their eyes so giant? John, I'm going to need you to cut that because <laughs> I can never hear that again. <laughs> Your question. Scratch this out. Make no, don't punish me. Um, bikini Bottom. Is that goddamn, is that fucking Spongebob? I don't like your attitude, but yeah, it is fucking Spongebob. Also John's face. Spongebob. <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable with a place called Bikini Bottom based in a children's television show. There's a lot of stuff to be uncomfortable with. Oh, I know. Show. Oh, yeah. If you're really, you know, into it. If you're paying attention. Okay. A B, Bedrock. Oh, uh, Fred Flintstone. Yes, ma'am. Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> noise you just made. Jackie Duckburg. Duckburg. Oh, come on. Oh my god. Duckburg. Oh. <laughs> I can do the song and not Let's just someone. sing the song. Um, Forget the game bangers. Let's just sing the DuckTales see, song. Um, who's actually on DuckTales? <laughs> I was like literally any duck. <laughs> any duck. Any duck. Um, not Howard the Duck. <laughs> no, because all I can think of is Donald, but that's not him. That's not. That's He's not, not there. This is the worst day of my life. The pilot. Do you remember the pilot? I'm going to be singing this theme song about, the for about 17 twins. years now. Oh Their God. names rhyme. Their names rhyme. I know. Producer John is losing his mind. He's going to have a heart attack. Um, and One character sh- shares the name with a popular Dickens character. Super rich all the time. Charles? <laughs> <laughs> she's cut off. I am removing a point from Jackie's channel. That's fair. That's fair. The negative points for you. Uncle Scrooge. Huey, Dewey, or Louie. Launchpad McQuack. Launchpad McQuack, the pilot. I feel really bad right now. I think you should. The Duckbird McQuacks. How could you forget Scrooge McDuck? He likes to backstroke through gold coins somehow. Don't be comfortable. Don't be off. Monica, so new bad. New York. New, 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 York? Or just the one new New York? Did I stutter? Maybe. Oh. Um, I need a universe clue. Um, it is a cartoon that airs on television. New New York. New, new, I'm just wasting time. I have no idea. Uh, Futurama. Anybody? Yeah, I never uh, watched that one. I don't know. You would like that. I, I feel like that might be true, but I watched the first episode and I really hate that pizza guy. Oh. He's yeah. kind of an idiot. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, that's kind of his jam. It's his jam. All right, uh, B, this is really hard. <laughs> I want you to um, really think about it. Okay. Sunnydale. <laughs> that is completely <laughs> unfair. <laughs> Take I mean, Duckburg wasn't hard. I just didn't get it. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Faith Lahane on that one. All right, I'll Ooh. accept that. Try to get a little fancy. She's not technically from Sunnydale, but she's she been a lot of time. Right? She's been a lot of time. Though. I'll give it to you. Uh, over the entire series of the episode of, of okay. the series, did she spend a lot of time there? We're gonna give it to her. We're, fine. We're gonna give it to her. <laughs> Could literally name you every person that's ever been on that show. Well, you should have picked a better person. So Jackie, Mystic Falls. Mystic Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Damon. Monica, <laughs> so better say Monica Mystic Falls. <laughs> Monica Pawnee, Indiana. Oh. 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 I cannot. Oh God, Ben Wyatt. I was just blanking on Pratt, 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 and that's not his name in that show. Ben Wyatt. He's not from there. I changed it. Andy. Andy is from Pawnee. All right, we would have given that to you because we gave her a face. That's true. He didn't marry and move there on purpose. Yeah, that's true. B. Stars Hollow. (gasps) Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. She's never watched that show. show. She (laughs) doesn't watch that show. Think about all the things I've been talking to you about because Jessica Spencer is doing a. Okay, Rewatch. well, okay, I, I know that both the mom and the daughter are named Lorelai. We'll take it. Good to go. <laughs> Worth it. Jackie? Mm-hmm. Springfield. Wait, oh, one. Homer Simpson. Monica, you're welcome. San Francisco. San Francisco! Oh, my God. Who did you choose? I don't know. I have to go with, I have to go with Tadashi because I loved him and I was sad. Mm-hmm. And he created Maybe I haven't seen that movie. I don't know the name of any characters, but I trust you. Oh, yeah. It's so good. You have to see it. So, Shelby, go to this Honey movie Lemon. with me. Honey Shelby. Lemon is great. Shelby. Honey Lemon was my favorite. She's so good. She's so good. Oh, we have to focus. Focus. All right. So, the last two rounds are, uh, I would say, harder comic book questions. Um, so, before we get there, um, leaderboard, B has 10. <clears throat> Jackie has 8. Monica has 7.5. So, B, please give me someone from New Genesis. New Genesis. Oh my god. 
Can I ask which, which universe this is from? This is DC. The New Gods. Oh, um, Big Barda? Does she count? Um, <coughs> looks like a big fat no. She's not from New Genesis, unfortunately. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, uh, you could have taken anyone from High Father, Light Ray, Metron, Scott Free, Orion, Big Bear, oh, Seraphan. Her husband yeah, is Scott from Ray. there. Scott fuck Ray. balls. All right. So, or as Hannah would say, fuck buckets. <laughs> fuck which buckets. is my new favorite. Jackie, mm-hmm. please name me someone from Apocalypse. Apocalypse. A-P-O-K-O-L-I-P-S. Well, also does, in the DC universe. Does Apocalypse himself count? Uh, DC universe. Yeah, not her. Apocalypse not her. is from Marvel. This yeah. is also New God stuff. Is that gorilla from there? With the the gorilla? Do you the gorilla? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Seriously, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure producer John is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he we really killed him. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. I'm pretty sure Big yeah, Barda was Barda. the correct answer. Um, <laughs> Big Barda, knockout, dark I'm side, knockout. Oh, yeah, goodness, yeah. and other. Dark side. You know dark. knockout. I know, I know, no, I know that stuff. I know. Dark all right. Side and all that stuff. Monica, it's your chance to catch up. Your chance to catch up? I'm ready. Can you name me someone from Thanagar? I'm not ready. DC Universe. Where? Thanagar. Thanagar. Can I have like a half a clue since I don't know anything about the DC Universe? Thanagar. Wait. No. What? No. <sighs> it's sort of vaguely ringing a bell for me, but man. Thanagar. No, no hints Thanagar. from... Thanagar. She got a hint. Thanagar. Um, Thanagar. One of these characters was on the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, no, I'm out. Okay. Uh, the Hawk, all the Hawk people. Hawk Man. Oh, Hawk Man, Hawk Man, all damn stuff. it. All right, so last round. Um, all the Hawk people. <laughs> there's no coming back from this, guys. Um, but not Hawk ha- 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 guy. Literally wrote out That's Hawk right. Man. All right, B, can you give me a hero from Detroit? From Detroit? Producer John actually That giggle you heard. I feel like John would have killed in this game. Killed in this game. Um, a hero oh from Detroit. Ask for the universe. Can I have the universe, please? Um, mostly DC. It's the best hero from the 80s. I didn't know Detroit existed in the DC universe. Oh, it does. And how. <laughs> um, from the 80s? I think so. Man, I got, I don't know, Squirrel Girl? <laughs> <laughs> I know she's from the Midwest. We were looking for vibe. I have no idea who that is. You should write to Is Michigan her. really in the Midwest? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jackie. Name me someone from Salem Center, New York, in Westchester County. It's very specific. <laughs> Honestly, no, I don't know. All right, you could have named literally any X Man. I was like, I was oh. going to say Westchester. Yeah, Westchester. <laughs> oh, I should have gotten that. Obviously. All right, Monica. Uh, this is for to surpass Jackie because you're at seven and a half and she's at eight. Oh, this is for all the marbles. Please name me someone Ooh. from Gorilla City. Oh my God. Okay. Is this in the DC universe? It is. Okay, I might actually be able to do this because I read that Greg Rucka Wonder Woman run and she had a bunch of them living in her apartment. What were their names? They were giant, they were huge, and they really liked her and they they, they didn't really like anyone and I don't remember any of their names and this is terrible. I don't know. I'm not going to win. You weren't going to win anyway. That that gorilla guy was just on an episode of The Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Producer John's face. (laughs) What's the answer? Uh, The main one would be Gorilla Garage. Grod, that's Grod. his name. So, uh, with ten points, uh, our winner Woo! and two-time champion, man, Beatrice. Yeah, you still got three to go, buddy. So we've got two for B, mm-hmm. one for Monica, and Jackie is looking to get on the board. Amazing <laughs> <laughs> for poor I'm really Jackie. Good at this game, <laughs> all the games, very good at memory things. So good at them. So good. So, ladies, it's been a trip, but I think it's about time to wrap up. So like we want to give a big thank you to the Y Axis for our new intro and outro music. It's called Green and Gold. You can follow them on Twitter at the Y Axis. That's at T H E Y A X E S. Or like them on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/theyaxis. We'd also like to thank Amy Watkins for all the lovely art. Check out her yes. Etsy store, Power Up Collage. And if you like what you hear, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Get Interrupted. Subscribe to us on iTunes if you search Girls Interrupting. Or check out our Tumblr page at girlsinterrupting.tumblr.com. We love any sort of mail you want to send to us, whether it be love, hate, or a strategy guide for the next Dragon Age. (laughs) (laughs) Or D&D, you know. Yeah, Uh, and you can hit us up at getinterrupted at gmail.com. 
And don't forget to head on over to the notlg.com and sign up for our forums. And you can also check out such features as our other podcasts, blogs, and forums. And please come join us in our community. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. See you next time. Remember we have snacks. of the living peak.